You are listening to Bible study with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Bible study with Apostle Dwayne is a weekly broadcast that looks at issues facing the black community. Join us to get a biblical perspective, detox from misinformation, and ground yourself in truth. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank if you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Bible Study with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. What do you really know about the Bible? Did you know that it is about your true ancestral history? Did you know that the scriptures were in Africa long before they were in Europe? Or what about the African Christian kingdoms that existed long before the European colonization of Africa? You have been lied to. We are the original victims of identity theft And on this show, we're going to give you the truth. And God is going to return to you what was stolen. You will finally have the peace of knowing where and to who you belong. As we geek out on the scriptures and turn you into a certifiable Bible nut. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. So let's begin. Welcome to Bible study with Apostle Dwayne. Okay, great. So today is Wednesday, July 20th. Uh, I've got a lot of great information for you. Um, So, you know, this ministry that I do here is, is very important in that God has gotten information that he's having me bring to you that you're not really finding anywhere else. I know because I look myself. Okay. At least you're not finding the totality of what God has given me to say uh, anywhere else. And and for that reason, it will behoove you to support this ministry because I can't uh, I can't finance it all on my own. I, I need help. OK. And if you are uh, if I had enough people helping, that would be great. So to that end, please like and subscribe if you're not a subscriber. And if you are a subscriber, please tell people about these messages. I've just in the messages that I've put up over the last few weeks. I've given you enough information to revolutionize your walk, not just in your your, uh, relationship with God, but also in the ability to manage your life. And that's what God wants to do. He wants you to have so much information that you can use, actionable information. He doesn't want you just going to get a bunch of religious ceremony and then leave the same as you came and not be able to have power in your life. He wants you to be able to operate. And so um, uh, I've got a lot of information already up just from what I've recorded over the last few weeks. Okay. I do two shows a day, Monday through Friday, 30 minute shows. So that's an hour, five days a week. And then on Shabbat, which is Saturday, I do uh, Shabbat with Apostle Dwayne. And so out of that six hours a week, there's so much information I'm giving you in specific areas to your life. And besides being on YouTube and on Facebook, on these messages where I broadcast it live, these messages are also uploaded to my podcast. So if you know someone who's into podcasts, these are perfect messages to for, the, for you to recommend to them because they're going to get power. 
Okay. You, you know, what a lot of people who don't actually know God or, or, or have been taught wrong try to do is they try to bring people to themselves. They're always trying to build their own kingdom. I'm not interested in building my kingdom. I want to build the father's kingdom. And he said, go study the ant, you sluggard. See, it has neither ruler nor overseer, but it harvests its grain in the summer and it puts away its stores in the winter. You know, that's what he wants. He wants to be the one to talk to you and tell you what to do and whatnot. And so the only way you're going to get to that is if you're grown up in the faith. Okay. And so he's got so much revelation that he wants you to get. And, and that's my job. My job is to bring you truth and revelation but I can't do it on my own. So, so if you could please uh, like and subscribe these mess to these messages and set the little notification bell up so that every time I produce a new message, you get it. All right. And then also, uh, you know, more people than I do, please. If you know someone who's like-minded, tell them about these videos so they can share it, uh, share in the messages. And, 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 and when two people hear from the, from the, the same thing it helps you to be able to know how to relate okay that's very important i do that all the time i there's a lot of different uh uh ministries and things i send people to so they can get the revelation that god has given through that person okay uh so that person gets on for what they did you know their faithfulness in doing that and and that's also one of the reasons why i make sure to tell you who does what okay i don't want you to think that everything is me and that you got to come to me and that's Another problem that people have right now is that the ministry, there's a lot of people who are just trying to build their own kingdoms. And, 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 and when you have someone who's doing that, they're not actually building God's kingdom. What they're trying to do is create servants instead of being a servant. And that's, and that's not the way the church was designed. The ecclesia is designed to be powerful people who God can send one of them into a place and change a place. Okay. And so, and so that's the assignment that I have is to help build the ecclesia. And so I'm giving you a lot of great information, both in milk and in meat. I've got more stuff than you can handle, but I, I do need your help. So, so again, please like these videos, subscribe, ring the bell, and then also uh, tell people. And there's one more thing I, I want to ask that, you know, if these if these videos, these messages are ministering to you, please consider. Uh, uh, supporting me through my Patreon link. I put a Patreon link at the bottom or, or right there in the description where you can support me. If enough people uh, knew about these messages and, and were being ministered to and just, you know, were to, were to send 10, 20, $30 a month, you know, which is not going to affect anyone. It costs more than that to, to take two people to McDonald's nowadays. You know, that would be a blessing to me. Just a little bit from a lot of people will help me to continue to bring you this information because I can promise you I can't continue to do it on my dime. OK, the, the Lord didn't tell me to do that. He said the laborer is worth his wages. Don't muzzle an ox while he treads the grain. And so if you can if this ministry is ministering to you, please consider uh, donating a small amount. OK, and that'll help you and help me. All right. That being said, so today's message is, uh, you know, over the last few messages, the last three weeks at least, I've been talking about tithing. And there's, I've, I've given you a, a, a wealth of information in the description below between last week and this week and, and whatnot. And the first thing I talked about is the, histor the historicity 
of tithing. I talked about that in the first message that I did on it, that it was to support the Levitical priesthood. And uh, I kind of just gave you a brief summary on that at the end of the message that I did. I was I was reading Genesis and, and whatnot, and I'm going to get back to going through uh, the scriptures from Genesis on. Um, but I, I didn't get to finish this, so that's why I'm doing it again today. Then last week, what I did is I showed you where the tithe first came from. You know, the first instance of tithing, it was actually an offering. It wasn't a tithe. It was an offering from Abraham. He gave he gave the equivalent of the tithe. He gave 10 percent of what he had taken in a battle. And from there, uh, you know, it was instituted by Moses. And I showed you that in last week's message uh, that God had said, OK, it was instituted. Now, here's something else I want to show you. That in, let's see here. One second. Okay. So this is coming from Exodus. It looks like I may not. Okay, I didn't include it here in my in my banners, but I did include it in the links down below. In Exodus, where um, God had said to the people that there was a tax that had to be paid. It was like a temple tax where you had to pay money. So, so the people weren't under the law. The people weren't obligated just to give of the increase of the crops and the herds and things like that. There was also a financial contribution and, and actual money that they were supposed to give. And then if they didn't have, let's say, an animal or something that was suitable, they could they could they could or, or if they had to travel from a long distance, it was easier to transport. Let's say that donkey was worth. Fifty dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever, it was easier to transport a thousand dollars than to move a donkey 500 miles to come to the temple. And so he made allowances that they could bring money in place of that animal and give that instead. So so he he basically made a, a, a an equivalency clause that you could give the equivalent of something else uh, if it made sense to do it that way. But you regardless, you had to give. And so and so under the law, they had to do these things. And then also in the in the in the part that I put there and it's in the description. Is the levying of it as a curse that if you didn't pay that, that there was going to be a curse on everything you had. And so part of the reason that people tithe uh, under the law was one to uh, to, you know, because they were obligated by God to do that, to relieve the curse that was on everything. If you gave that tenth, then the curse will be relieved on the rest of what you had, the ninety. And God blessed the 90 to multiply it. Okay, so this was part of the Levitical system that was given as a side effect of you being to fulfilling your duty with God. You would also provide the, the portion for the Levites who were the only people God allowed to do the ministry work before him. 
So, so tithing and offering there was to support, uh, besides being, being, you know, out of your duty to God and, and, and to relieve the curse on everything you had, it was also to support the Levitical priesthood as a side effect. All right. And so that's where the whole institute of the tithe and the offering came from. Fast forward to Jesus dies on the cross. There's no longer a need for the Levitical priesthood. The Levitical priesthood was made obsolete because now after Pentecost, when, when someone becomes a believer, instead of them having to go through an earthly priest, now Jesus, the, the high priest, the mediator, is now a direct mediator between you and, and the Father. And then also the Holy Spirit, instead of resting in the temple above the cherubim, above the ark, uh, or between the cherubim above the ark, he was now coming into the inside and dwelling within every single believer. So the Levitical priesthood was made obsolete overnight. Okay. And you, and it's funny, you got so many people trying to go back to those systems and that place. And they don't understand. That's like going back to a horse from a car. Really? No, that's like going to back to a horse from a spaceship. The ecclesia of the church is so far, so much further so much more advanced than the um, than the Levitical priesthood could have ever been. Okay, we have now been remade and reestablished back to the position that Adam had before the fall in Mashiach. That's a very important thing. So, so to give you the understanding, I'm not saying it's just oh you don't tithe anymore. I'm telling you why. You don't tithe anymore. Okay. If you decide to go back under the law for your salvation, okay, then what you've done is you've gone from grace, which Christ paid for everything for you and justified you, made you right with God, and brought you back into to, to the position you had uh, before Adam fell in a new covenant an overarching covenant. It's a better overarching covenant. It, it encompasses everything that was in the Levitical priesthood covenant plus add more. Okay. So this new covenant is way better and it was purchased through his blood Him and him being the mediator in between you and, and the most high, you know, and, and so it's, it's complex, but it's really simple. Now by faith, the same faith that Abraham demonstrated, you can be made right with God and then indwelled by God. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit of an advanced principle uh, while I'm on this subject, because the Holy Spirit has reminded me to tell you this. There's a story in the Old Testament of when the ark was captured. It only happened one time. And the reason it happened was because there was an unfaithful priest. His name is Eli. He was the high priest. And he had two sons that were desecrating their uh their duties as priests before god they were they were manipulating the people uh when the people came to put the sacrifices to, to give their sacrifices the meat was supposed to be boiled and whatever came up that's what he would get but instead they were nah i don't want my meat boiled i want it roasted and they would take it by force they would take somebody's offering from them by force instead of going through the the, the process that god ordained for them to do it and so here's someone's coming to God to bring their offering to God. And then these, these uh, mafioso tactic priests 
we're standing there sending their servant to come and get it from you out of your pocket the way they wanted it i mean it was it, and 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 they just had no reverence for god and they had no respect for for that office that they were operating in there's a lot of people nowadays in pulpits who do that exact same thing they're not there to serve god they're there to serve themselves and they will be demonstrated the jesus said i send you out a sheep among wolves you will know them by their fruit. They always preach for money. They always talk about money, money, filthy lucre is everything they want. And I put a link, uh, or I think I put the scriptures in there for you in the description talking about that. It says that the man of God should not be someone who is after filthy lucre. Money is filthy. Now we need money, but it's just a tool. But if that is your primary goal and primary thing, then you're not in the right place doing the right thing and your heart is wrong. Somebody who is like that, it's easy to see, just leave, go somewhere else, go home, go be by yourself, get your Bible and get into a relationship with God. He would rather have you alone than have you in a place where you're being manipulated and taken advantage of. Let me, let me say this again, because there's too many people right now who are doing ministry for money you don't this is nothing that you do for money if that is why you're doing ministry get out because you're going to get judged and every single penny that you took is going to weigh you down you don't want that you don't want that you don't want it just leave it alone okay so uh when the ark was um and so what happened was eli's sons the the, the uh, god set up a battle the philistines attacked the children of israel and so they called up the men in the army and they called for the Ark of the Covenant. And and so here they were, I think they were losing or something. And and they called for the priest to bring the Ark of the Covenant. So here Eli's two sons, you know, they go get the Ark and they bring it down. And when the Ark came into the camp, the people, uh, you know, were, were, were so uplifted that an earthquake happened. And, they could, and the Philistines could hear the uh, the children of Israel being revived in their spirit and they're they like oh no the ark must have come and they were like man if you think that this that they were fighting before now they're going to really be fighting and and you need to fight for your lives because if that ark of the covenants come in you know uh we're we're done for they actually have more fear for the ark than the children of israel that's why they won that battle okay god delivered the ark into their hands and eli's two sons were killed they should have been taken out by the Israelites, to be honest with you. They should have been removed from their office. That's Eli should have removed them. That's what should have happened. But because he didn't do that, he let his boys get killed. And then the ark, for the first time, was captured by an enemy for the only time. Okay. And so what happened is the ark was then in the, is the, in the Philistine territory, I think for like six months or something like that. And everywhere the ark went, the ark, here the ark was, you know, the Holy Spirit just, you know, rested over the ark. And here, the ark, it didn't have legs, didn't have feet. It couldn't talk. But they put the ark in the temple of Dagon, which is their god. Dagon, when you look at the Catholic priest and they had those little fish hats, that's Dagon. Okay? Uh, they put the ark in the temple before the statue of Dagon. And when they came in the next day, the Dagon was falling down on his uh, face before the ark their 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 statue and then the next day they, they set dagon back up and then the next day they came back and dagon was down again and i think this happened like three times it was two or three times but the third time or the last time when they came back 
the the statue of Dagon was down, and I think the head and the arms were cut off, and they were put on the threshold of the before you go into the room. And so the Philistines, recognizing that the ark was too powerful for their god, they said, "Ah, uh, instead of instead of you know changing their what they were doing and deciding, you know, we need to, we need to be like these Israelites and let's go on and see how we can join them in their God. Instead of doing that, what they did was they, they said, well, this God is too strong for our God. So let's move him on to somewhere else. And so they kept shifting them around to different Philistine villages and everywhere that they took the ark, um, different plagues broke out. The people had, they, they started showing up with uh, tumors Tumors started, you know, and then rats. I mean, it, the, the ark was just pronouncing judgment on them. They couldn't handle the ark. And so finally they said, you know, let's just send the ark back to the Israelites. And then they did something. They said, we, you know, just so we can know for sure. They called somebody and said, hey, man, well, how, what do we do? Because this thing is, we're all breaking out with tumors. Women are miscarrying and 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 dogs and cats are living together, you know, like like the Ghostbusters. I mean, I'm just kind of adding, but, you know, it, it, you know, so much bad was happening. And so they were like, um, what can we do to, to, to get rid of this thing? And so the man told him, he said, okay, look, first of all, don't send it back with nothing, send an offering. And they said, put some gold rats, make some gold rats and make some gold tumors and, and put them on a cart with the ark. And then he said, uh, take a new, uh, take a, 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 a cow that had just had a calf and that had never been ever yoked up to anything to pull anything and attach it to the cart and see what happens. If the, if the cow leaves her calf willingly and allows herself, who've never been yoked up to anything, tied up to something to pull it, allows herself to be tied up to that, and if she on her own takes that cart over back into the territory of Israel, then you will know that it was the God of the Israelites. And it, it happened. You have to understand, a, a, a mother cow is not going to leave her newborn calf. And a cow that has never been yoked up to anything is not going to just decide to pull it and know what to do. Okay? That was a miracle. And so uh, they sent, you know, the cow went on her way back to Israel on her own. And then uh, after that, there was another sign. All the tumors and everything and the rats and all the plagues left the Philistines. Okay. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because that was when the Holy Spirit was resting on the ark. As believers now in Mashiach, washed in the blood of Christ, you're now a walking, talking ark. That is whole, that's next level. That's next level. Okay. You know, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow uh, in manifesting the mind of Christ. Okay. You are walking, talking art. That, that's what we have in this new covenant. But people who don't understand these things, they, they get up on their little, um, uh, their, little, their little stand and they start talking about things that God has not revealed to them. You know, you got a lot of these people, some of these people who who don't understand, you know, they know we're Israelites and whatnot, but they, they're, they're trying to go back to things that that don't matter. They're trying to go back to the old thing when God has got you a rocket ship. He's got a jet for you. They're trying to go back to horse and buggy. OK, this the 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 the, the, the ecclesia is not 
you know, this 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 thing that this church thing is 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 for real. Okay, it's 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 a whole other level. It's okay, and so I'm trying to give you some things that you're not that God hasn't told you, okay, so that you can understand why. You need to understand why and you need to have truth. That's what my ministry is about to bring you truth. Now, let me go here to um to Exodus. Okay, well, first of all. So we need to get away from the tithe and the offering. Now, in the last week's message, I showed you that in that you know throughout the New Testament, one of the things that they argued about was circumcision, because circumcision was bedrock to the Hebrew identity, and they didn't want anybody coming into the church who wasn't being circumcised. But that was a barrier, a stumbling block, you know, cutting the foreskin off of your penis. That's that's a, that was a barrier to. To someone getting saved who had not lived that way their whole life, you know, grown men and, and boys, you know, I got to cut my kid. I mean, that, that was something that that was given to Abraham as part of Hebrew identity, but nobody else did that, not as a national part of their identity. And it was and it was central to the identity of the people. And it, and it was so central to them that that it caused schisms and, and whatnot, and, and they fought over it continually. But you won't find. Well, let me say, let me finish that thought. And so they fought over that because it was it was that central to them. Okay. And God made sure they knew that it was no longer necessary because it was part of the law, which was satisfied and fulfilled by Christ dying and paying for it. That that one central thing, part of their national identity, was no longer a requisite to become saved. All you had to have was, was faith. Now, because it was it was taking you back to Abraham, it was a whole other level. And Christ, because people you couldn't fulfill the law anyway, you you're going to break it anyway because the law is too strict. That it had you had to live by grace, even even under the law, you had to live by grace. And so now Christ, once he fulfilled it, he's not taking any more sacrifices. You don't need to kill two chickens and a cow and something like that anymore. Two doves and and all that. You don't he don't he don't want that anymore because Christ paid for it. He don't accept any other death for life anymore. The only death he accepts is, is your living, willing sacrifice of, uh, you know, of becoming a disciple. And so and so because that was finished, you no longer had to circumcise either. Well, if you don't have to circumcise and it was part of your national identity, how much less did the people have to tithe? Okay, that wasn't even, it was a non-issue. The church didn't even think about that. And as a matter of fact, they were being, being benefited so much from the ministry that the people had plenty to give. They had so much to give that nobody had any lack. Okay, now this is what I want to talk about. I only have a few minutes left, but I, I, I kind of, set all that up to tell you about this. This is the new model. Let me show you what the new model is. You want to know what the new thing is? It's the old thing. I'm going to take you back here to, to Moses. Okay. Uh, when Moses came to deliver the children of Israel, they were enslaved in Egypt. They didn't even own themselves. When he delivered them out of Egypt, he delivered them out of Egypt with wealth. And that only happened because God was leading a man and blessing the work of his hands. And as an overflow, the people were blessed. Okay. And so, hold on, let's see here. That's the wrong one. 
Let me come down here. Okay. I'm gonna move that. Yeah, okay. So, so the people came out of Egypt, out of Kemet, with so much wealth that that they had it to give, okay? And and that's the assignment. God wants every minister, especially if you got a building. If you got a building, you've got the perfect place for a new move of God. You know what he wants? He wants you to help lead your people into, into entrepreneurship and business. And if you help the people get wealth, they can tip you and it's more than what you're making right now. Think about it. What if you have 50 members in your church and they all become worth a half million dollars? And they're earning, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars and you, you, you think your income's not going to go up in that church because you helped them get there. If their heart is right, God's going to move on their heart. Now, let me show you this. Uh, this is uh, coming from Exodus 25. The Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings, accept their contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. God told Moses to tell the people. That's the thing. When you're doing right and you help the people get lifted up, God will tell you when to tell them to make an offering. And so he did. He told them to make a free will offering. And then right here, and, and I'm just picking out a few of these verses right here. And it says, all those who were stirred and whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. They brought all of the materials needed for the tabernacle, for the, uh, for the you know, and for the performance of all the stuff. Now, now, here's the thing. God told Moses to tell the people to bring the money for a purpose. It wasn't just to give the man money. It was because God had a purpose. If you're right and you're doing what God wants you to do, he will birth purposes through you that he will want the people to support that you're helping to raise. So he, Moses helped raise the people so that God could uh, move on them to bless something that God told Moses to do. It, it, it's a, it goes together. Okay. And then right here, this is uh, 35, 22. Both men and women came of all whose heart were willing. They brought the Lord the offerings, gold, brooches, earrings, rings, their fingers from their fingers and necklaces. They presented gold objects. They were just bringing the stuff that they were wearing, not even their wealth. I mean, they were just bringing the, the rings and the necklaces and stuff that they had. Okay. They had become so wealthy that they had excess. They had overflow. All right. And then right here, uh, I'm skipping down to 36.4. Finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. They went to Moses and reported, the people have given more than enough materials to complete the job. Let me just tell you this. If God hasn't given you an assignment that the people need to help, and he hasn't given you the ability to help get the people lifted so that they can help, you're not called. And whatever you're asking the people to do is wrong. He didn't tell you to send them to bring you money so that you can wear Louis and Gucci and all that other stuff so that you can pimp. He didn't say that. 
okay if you don't have an assignment from god to uplift the people then they shouldn't be bringing you a dime and if you're not blessing them that's like going to mcdonald's paying for a meal and not having food to eat that's that's crazy okay um so i'm out of time again uh thank you for watching these messages please like subscribe ring the bell tell people uh and then also consider uh no i mean if these messages are ministering to you please uh help me out on patreon and, and help support this ministry because I, I need finances to continue to do this and i'm not asking you to give a bunch of money just if i get a, a lot of people doing a tiny bit that'll help me do more than what god has for me to do and so uh thank you again this is apostle Dwayne signing out and i'll see you again tomorrow for just truth and manifesting the mind of christ Thank you again for tuning in to Bible study with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow on Just Truth and Manifesting the Mind of Christ.